Hello and welcome to the St. James Podcast. My name is Mike. It's great to share this time with you again. Thanks for joining me. Now, as we continue in these weeks of lockdown and staying at home, the stresses are different for all of us. Uh, I know that some people are finding themselves overwhelmed and just feeling too busy, while I know others who are going stir-crazy with boredom. One of the healthy things for all of us in this time is creating uh, some simple routine. And if prayer, stillness and Bible reading can be part of that, we might find ourselves enriching our spiritual lives and finding new ways to live that will sustain us spiritually in these times. And you're welcome to join us at St. James as we continue to live stream our worship on Sundays at 9.30am uh, where there's a Eucharist uh, and also Compline, which is live streamed on Facebook every Wednesday at 8pm. That's a, a, an ancient form of night prayer that's really comforting at the end of the day. If you're someone who enjoys singing, there's a video released every Tuesday on Facebook and YouTube called With a Song in My Heart. And that gives us the opportunity to engage and sing along with seasonal hymns and think about their meaning. There's also a Zoom coffee hour every Thursday morning uh, so our community can catch up informally. A few weeks away, we start uh, observing Lent, that holy season of the year. And this year there's going to be a short four-week introduction to prayer, a short course if you like, via Zoom on Wednesday evenings. And details of all these things and others will be posted on our website at www.stjamesdundas.ca. This week in church we are marking the conversion of St Paul. But if we were keeping the normal readings for Epiphany, we'd have the short gospel passage we're going to turn to today. And you'll find that in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. So I invite you wherever you're at to take a moment. You can either find that passage in your Bible or just take a moment to still your heart and mind to kind of hear this story in a fresh way. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you fish for people and immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Here, still at the beginning of Mark's Gospel, we have Jesus getting his ministry underway, and he begins by calling. This is... A uh, classic calling of the disciples story, we know it well. But I think we need to step back for a moment and understand what's happening here. Firstly, John has been arrested, John the Baptist. And that means there's some kind of gap. People think that Jesus and John were closely related in their religious movements. And so maybe Jesus naturally inherits John's followers and influence. 
For others, they simply see this as that natural ending of John's ministry in hailing the coming Messiah and Jesus kind of stepping onto the stage and taking over. In these first words, Jesus, however, is sharing the same message and ministry as John's. Repent for the kingdom of God has come near. Our first reflection on reading this passage then might be that for both Jesus and John, understanding that God's kingdom is close, that God's kingdom can be encountered, should elicit a response from us. And that response is one of repentance, meaning we turn away from things in our lives, not keeping with that vision for the world as God intends, and embrace a new way of being. And for many, that message remains the heart of the Christian gospel to this day, our good news to share. God has come close. Our lives can be changed. Well, what does that look like in practice? Moving from that first verse in our reading, we're about to find that Mark shows those first disciples who respond to this message. In many ways, not in lives changed overnight. They don't become perfect all of a sudden, but they do make this radical moment of decision in the story we've just read. But let's back up a moment. Why? Why would these uh, men who hear Jesus' call suddenly react the way they do? It seems a bit drastic to leave one's livelihood behind or one's family behind and take off with a stranger you just met on a lakeshore. Let's understand that in first century Israel, the hub of a community was a synagogue, not only for religious service, but also as a school, a gathering place. It was here that the people of a town or village would be taught to read from an early age. And while they were given a, a basic education at an early age, um, slowly, bit by bit, uh, people would drop out. Of course, the women had to drop out first. They were expected to go and work in the home. And they were only to require a basic education. And from then on, the boys would drop out at different stages. Only the most intelligent and brightest would be chosen to follow a rabbi. And their lives would take a very different path, perhaps, from the environment and village in which they were growing up. So we might imagine then that for the fishermen in today's reading... They were probably 12 years old. At the time, they were told they'd had enough education and they had to go and join the family business. They weren't good enough to stay past that to 14 or 16 when the rabbis might select the brightest to follow them, to be part of their school and their teaching. And now, in this context, some years later, these disciples find this wandering rabbi that wants them they are being called. They are being wanted. They find they are worth his attention. No longer dropouts consigned to one way of living, but are given an opportunity they thought they would never have again. Perhaps that is what provokes the emotional reaction of just turning away from one way of life to explore a new one. There's also also been some discussion about these disciples. It's odd, isn't it? We have two pairs of brothers all four of them will go on to feature prominently in the gospel stories or in the early church. All of them charged with the same lesson, to become fishers of people. Perhaps the only difference we find is that two of them are found casting their nets and two are found mending their nets. Two leave their profession while two leave their family. 
Perhaps on reflection this thing about nets suggests two ministries of disciples. One ministry is to cast nets, to share the gospel, to put it out there, to include others in that way of following Jesus. And the second part is to mend the nets, literally to bring healing, what we might call pastoral care to people. Worth too, then, I think it is to reflect on the method of fishing in the first century. Nets were large and often circular, weighted down at the edges, and would be flung out widely into the water, and then kind of hauled up by a rope which would draw it together like a purse on a drawstring. That way of fishing wasn't discriminatory, not particularly well aimed. It was just put out there to see what would be brought in. A good image, I think, for the church saying that we are meant to be disciples who fling the net wide, the invitation, God's message, far and wide, and welcoming all whom God draws in. Not a place for discrimination, for deciding who is in and who is out. This net is, for me, an image of inclusivity. But I think particularly striking in this story are the fishermen, the human lives, not the richest or the best, or the most important, not the educated or the artistic, just faithful. People who are willing and decisive and ready to go wherever God will lead them. May we have the courage to do the same. Let us pray. God of our calling, may we hear you afresh and respond with hearts that are ready to love. Minds that are open to learn, hands that are ready to serve, and feet prepared to go for you, sharing your good news far and wide. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Go safely, stay well, and God bless you.